whatever that step was that you were so afraid to take. You look back certain time down the road, could be years, could be months, and you think, gosh, I really, like, what if I hadn't done that? You just have to think big picture enough to stop and ask yourself that question every now and then. Welcome to Behind My Journey, a podcast that is for our community. In today's episode, I sit down with Brett Shoecraft. Brett's journey has shown that sometimes God pushes you out of your comfort zone, and there are times in life where God calls you to take a step of faith. Welcome to this episode of the Behind My Journey podcast. My name is Quinn Eaton, and sitting with me today is Brett Shoecraft. Brett, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for asking. Sometimes people don't ask me how I'm doing, so I appreciate <laughs> that, Brett. But uh, thanks for sitting down to do this. I know uh, you're, you've got a busy thing going on with a couple of different uh, positions and things like that. So we were supposed to get you in a little bit earlier, but now you're here. That's all that matters, and we're happy to have you and uh, to hear about your story. And so a little bit about Brett. He's been attending Journey since 2007, but you did say you were at the very first Journey service, right? That's so the uh, opening act of Journey. You uh, were there to witness it. So you've been going to Journey Church for like roughly 15 years, right? That's correct. How does that feel? Does it feel like it's been that long? Uh, it, no, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely been a great experience, but I, I look back and think, yeah, it, sometimes it's hard to remember mm-hmm. uh, that far back and uh, just not just because of the years, but just because of how much we've grown and changed as well. And then you've always kind of volunteered with, uh, in some capacity with Journey Church. So you told me that you started with guest services and now you do more on the production team side of things. So for some people that uh, maybe go to Journey regularly, or even if they don't, what kind of things are going on with the production team on, on a regular Sunday? Yeah. So um, since being in the building, you know, we are um, on a regular Sunday coming in and really trying to, to hammer out all the details of the morning and just make the adults, the, the adult experience uh, the best that it can be. Um, so we're in here doing rehearsal. We're, we're, we're setting up um, slides and cameras and yeah, any sort of transitions that are happening throughout the morning. We're nailing down the details on that, what needs to happen on stage. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot to it, a lot of behind the scenes. Um, there's, there's a large group of people that put a lot of effort into that and to making sure that everybody has a really good experience and they're a lot of fun to serve with. A lot of computer stuff. A lot of computer stuff. Okay, good. (laughs) I, sometimes I'm good with computers. Uh, sometimes I'm not. And I would say whenever I'm good with computers, it's like my parents asking me like, Hey, can you turn the Wi-Fi on the computer? Like I can't figure it out. Like that's (laughs) in that capacity. I'm good with computers as far as setting all the stuff up with an IT stuff. I not very good with that, but I know that's such a crucial role that, uh, we have to have for this church to, function correctly, especially on the Sundays, kind of making it all come together. So I know that's a very important role. Going back to the guest services stuff too, though, that's kind of how you got into volunteering. So how do you feel like whenever you look at what you're doing now for the church versus the guest services role? Like, what do you prefer one or do you feel comfortable (laughs) doing what you're doing now? Yeah, I feel comfortable doing what I'm doing now. I think uh, initially really got started in guest services because uh, it's an, it's an easy place to start. And um, my wife and I both were looking for a place to kind of jump in and, and connect with the team. We had had a great experience from a guest services experience level when we first came. Mm-hmm. And so I think we just kind of were drawn to making that happen for other people as well. And your wife, Mackenzie, who we've sat down and interviewed in this podcast before, she is still working with guest services, right? Yes. She's one of the team leaders. That's so correct. at one point you guys worked 
together, possibly, or yes, okay, yes, gotcha. Uh, I'm more suited probably for a behind the scenes role <laughs> as I'm. I'm not quite as uh, social well, as she is probably uh, that, or outgoing. But <laughs> that's that's completely fine. Maybe you guys balance each other out or something yep. like that. So that works out perfect. But enough with the fun questions, the lighthearted questions. Not saying that this whole conversation is not going to be lighthearted, Brett, but let's go ahead and talk about your faith, talk about your journey. So the classic question that I always have to ask is, how did you place your faith in Jesus? And maybe at what point in your life did you start to see yourself kind of lean on God and Jesus as your Savior? Yeah, so I grew up in a small um, Southern Baptist church here in Western Kentucky. So um, from as early as I can remember, I was involved in church, and, and I was there for um, whatever was going on, Sunday Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, and Wednesday nights a lot of times. So um, I would say probably somewhere around the age of nine, uh, you know, it occurred to me that, you know, there's a thing that uh, Jesus calls you to do in having a relationship with him, and I kind of uh, came to an understanding that I did not have that. <laughs> and yeah. so uh, for a good little while, I, I chewed on that and didn't talk to really anybody about it. Um, but eventually, um, I came forward to, uh, one of our RA leaders, which is just a program that we did at the church and said, Hey, I really want to know more about becoming a believer. And it was something that at that point I had, I had thought about for quite some time. <laughs> and so, um, made that decision to, you know, start a relationship with Jesus. And, and really from there, um, you know, that's, I was pretty young. So, yeah. um, not a whole lot changed in my everyday life at that point other than um, now I have this relationship. And, and so from there, it was just about learning and, and kind of developing. And that moment, is that something that you remember very clearly? Because I know for me, I remember there was that like, you know, I actually, I, it was the conversation that I had with my parents whenever I want, decided that I wanted to get baptized. And so I just remember that moment very vividly. Is it something like that for you where you finally, it was like, okay, I'm, I'm nine years old, but I, I know that this is something that I want in my life now. Yeah, I remember. So I, I think, that, you know, God, I think, asks you to take little steps of faith all along the way. Mm -hmm. And that looks different at every phase. I mean, it's going to look different if you're 20-something years old and you've experienced a lot of life. At nine years old, you haven't experienced a lot of life. And sure. my biggest thing was I don't want to talk to anyone about this, you yeah. know. And I held on to that for so long. And it was like the instant that I decided that, okay, I just, I'm going to break down. God, I give up. I want to talk to somebody about mm -hmm. what I'm feeling. And it's like the instant that I did that, it just relieved so much pressure and so much, uh, I just felt his acceptance immediately. Yeah. Um, I remember growing up that there was a, an older guy that was in our church that I really respected. And he would often say, you know, I believe somebody becomes a believer. Um, if you grew up in an old style church at the end of uh, a message, you, you had an altar call. He said, I always believe that somebody becomes a believer the instant they set their foot outside the aisle. And for me, it was raising my hand just to say, Hey, I'm, I want to talk about this. I, I really think in that instant, God was like, you're there. That's yeah. it. I'm here. You know? And those moments where you kind of have to step outside of your comfort zone or so like what, what your uh, pastor or the, mm -hmm. the member of your church was saying, like stepping out of the aisle for you, raising your hand. Do you remember that being a very big moment? And yeah. Yeah. That definitely stands out. It was, that was the moment when I broke down and said, I'll do this your way. <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, this is not about me. And for such, and it's such a small thing, but for a nine year old who it's doesn't big. talk about his feelings to anyone, 
it was a really big deal. <laughs> so, and it seems like you make that transition and you kind of mature at a younger age than some people. I mean, I know that a lot of people decide decide a little bit later on in their lives, like what you sure. said earlier, whenever they have some more life experience. So, how has that affected how you've gone about your life since then? Because I know you said that there are always little steps, little faith steps that God gives you. So, have you felt like you've been more confident in those faith steps because you made that decision whenever you did? Yeah, I mean, it ebbs and flows. <clears throat> you know, I think there's definitely, uh, for me growing up, you know, I hadn't lived a lot of life at that point. And so, um, but there was always this, there was this constant desire to please God. And, and in the back of my mind, to, to live up to the standard that he calls us to live to mm-hmm. and to know more about him. And, and that, you know, <clears throat> that was not something that, um, you know, I did a really great job of at nine. You know, I mean, I, I think that came with time. Um, and there were definitely times in my life where I felt closer to him and further away from him. But in general, I would say, uh, yeah, it really set me off on a path of um, just feeling that love and acceptance from such an early age, I'm sure guided me in a lot of and guided me away from a lot of decisions that maybe I would have made that could have taken me down a, a negative path. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for sure. And you mentioned like sometimes you're you feel like you're closer. Sometimes you feel like you're farther away. What do you do in those moments where it's almost like there's an inner battle? Like, you know, you're, you're trying to, yeah, of course you want to live your life for God, but then sometimes you just might not be as involved or you might not be as plugged in as you, as you feel like you should be. Kind of talk about those moments where it's like, okay, I, I know I need to be doing more. Or even sometimes in the moments where you know that you feel like you're doing enough, like there's yeah. th- those feelings that you have so, connected to your faith. Yeah, so something I think I struggled with at a young age as a young believer was um, even after having experienced what it was like to fully be embraced by God's acceptance with doing nothing, there there came this, okay, now I have to live up to his standard to keep his approval. Um, and so for me, step one is always just if I'm feeling far away, I have to back up and evaluate, you know, wait a minute, am, am I doing the things I'm doing because I'm trying to earn your love or is it because I love you? Right. And so I have to kind of reframe it and and relive that experience almost of, no, I've already, I accept you the way you are. Now just do the things I'm asking you to do out yeah. of, you know, your love for me and what I've, and what I have done for you. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's always step one. And from there it's, um, you know, I mean, just spending time with God. And that's probably the, the thing that I think all of us probably struggle with is, you know, we're all busy. We all tend to uh, forget to or not make intentional plans to spend time with God. So I have to remind myself on a regular basis to get back uh, to just talking to him uh, yeah. for the most part. And I've talked to a lot of different people through this podcast, and it's inter- it's always interesting to hear the different ways that God speaks to people because sometimes it's through worship music. Sometimes people on the drive home from work or something, they put worship music on and that's when they get to talk to God. Sometimes people dive into the Word and whenever they're reading the Bible, they real, they feel like they're really close. Um, I talked to someone and they said whenever they go out into the woods and just walk around, like that's whenever they feel like they hear from God. So what would you say is the pathway that God connects to you? Mm. Yeah, so I tried just, to filibuster a little bit, yeah. right? Like ask a long question, so you had some time to think. <laughs> no, so I thanks. apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, yeah, no. Well, for lack of sounding like a, a hippie or something. Yeah. I mean, I really do connect with God through nature. I mean, I more so um, just 
I think being alone in and being surrounded by the natural world, those mm-hmm. are things that that really kind of help center me and, and help me to focus, I guess. Um, but just more than that, just, you know, finding times where I can disconnect from everything else and stop and just say, you know, here's what's on my mind. Here's what is on my heart right now. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, that's been a, a growth path for me as well because I think at an early age I, I wasn't always honest with myself or with God about how I felt. I felt like there was a certain way I had to come to him. Yeah. Um, and now, you know, it's much more open and one-off scenarios. I mean, it can be random throughout the day. But I definitely feel like, um, you know, taking some time to kind of clear a space to just think about what, who I am and, and who I am to him and what he's asking of me um, and how he wants to engage with me. You know, that, that takes a little time to get in that mindset. And so, um, yeah, but being alone and, and just trying to, it could be as easy as taking a walk and just throwing the earbuds out and just yeah. talking to him. So, Well, that's that's something that I personally struggle with because it, it feels like I'm always consuming something. And that's, I feel like, how society has sort of pressured people. Like, hey, you always, there's so much to watch. There's so much to listen to. And so I can fall into that trap sometimes because I'll put in earbuds and listen to a podcast or... I'll listen to a podcast while I'm watching a football game or something. Like I'm always consuming something. And I think in order to hear from God, you have to, like you said, take the earbuds out. You have to provide circumstances and scenarios where God can speak to you, can speak through something. And so as someone that is struggling with that myself, and I'm sure there are a lot of people that are listening that might have those those situations too, where it's like they just are struggling to disconnect what are some ways that you feel like have been very crucial to being able to hear from God and, and be able to speak with him and hear from him? Yeah. So some people might like to go about this in a lot more structured way and I'm a pretty structured person. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to have that time where, and I'm not saying that I always do this, but I think it's important to have that time where there's, there's some time carved out, whether it's 10, 15 minutes where you can get up before anybody else or you can, you know, stay up later than anybody else, whatever fits your schedule. Um, and just spend a little bit of time talking to God. And it yeah. doesn't always have to be an earth-shattering 30-minute mm-hmm. conversation, but you're having that daily maintenance routine. And then I think that it's important to take times where you do take a little bit longer and really hash through something that's either on your mind or um, just something that you may be dealing with. Uh, and it could be good or it could be negative, but it, it could be just as simple as like, hey, I've got to get away for a little bit. I'm going to go for a drive. I'm going to go for a walk and, you know, and just think about this. And, and I think just coming to God with full honesty about where you are and what you're dealing with. Yeah. And then for me personally, not beating myself up when I don't have those regular times, because I think everybody struggles with this. And I think um, if you're like me, you, you tend to um, pull away from God when you feel like you're not doing the things that he wants you to do which then just kind of defeats the purpose. It becomes a vicious yeah. cycle. So uh, I have to kind of often remind myself that, you know what, I was off last week, uh, didn't spend a lot of time with him. That doesn't matter. Just pick up and keep going. And That's the thing really that good. I always find is that uh, he's he's ready to pick up right where you left off. Yeah, so. <laughs> he's, he's not going to hold a grudge no. <laughs> because you didn't, you didn't pick up whenever you were supposed to last week. And, and that stuff's really good, what you just said. And I'm going to flip it around on you now because we're talking about kind of finding time for yourself but I know that something that we talked about before we started recording is that you've been involved in small groups for quite some time. So I want to kind of ask about that because 
it's been interesting to hear like as you grew up you were someone that maybe struggled to talk openly about some of the some of your faith feelings and things like that uh you're you feel like you connect with god the most whenever you kind of find some time by yourself so how do the small groups come into play because i know that whenever you spend time with a small group and there are plenty of them to choose from a journey church and, and tons of people get a lot from them so whenever you're in that environment is that is that something that personally i know that you might not i don't know i'm trying not to be anti-small group right because <laughs> small groups are great but i'm just trying to ask the question like how do you feel whenever you do sit in in a group where people are open about their faith is that something that you're you're comfortable with now that you might not have been whenever you you first started exploring your faith yeah for sure i think when we jumped into our first small group i was terrified mm-hmm. you know i didn't know what to expect um, I wasn't really uh, very open about my thoughts or emotions and, and things of that nature. Um, but, you know, the more we got involved in it, the more I realized, you know, uh, you know, everybody around me is, is a lot like me in a yeah. lot of ways. And then there's a lot of times where you, you see how God's talking to somebody else and and or they may have some realization that you just something hadn't clicked with you. And I think, you know, that that experience of being a part of a group of people where, um, you know, we all kind of have the same shared experience and we're all there for the same purpose to kind of grow together. Um, it's always been a positive thing. And, and I'm, and I've been involved in multiple groups and always had a good experience. I mean, yeah. overall, you know, it has been one of the main catalysts for driving me, um, forward in my faith, because I think, you know, God obviously works through other people to, communicate to us definitely and that's something i personally have to work really hard at making sure that i am connecting with people mm-hmm. um throughout the week and throughout the month so that i can hear god through them and yeah, definitely um you know that doesn't come naturally to me it does to some people um but but no for sure it has been i would say a, a really major catalyst and something that i've always been really glad that i've broken down and done and it has become easier um, I think, and I talk a lot in our groups now, you know, my, yeah. my group, sometimes I feel like I need to just shut up and let them talk. <laughs> um, but okay. you know, it has definitely, I still have to kind of be willing to go into those scenarios and kind of break down the walls and, and share what, here's what's, here's what's going on in my life. And I want to know about what's going on in yours and we can kind of support each other through that. And I, if, if that was a question that was intrusive, I apologize, no. but I just thought it was, it was interesting because we had talked about like how how whenever you were younger it was like oh, i just i don't really like being open about that and then hearing how you you feel like you get the most out of uh your conversations with god is kind of you know singling yourself out and finding time to be by yourself just for you and god to have time so the small groups uh it sounds like similar to what your pastor said back in the day was an example of you stepping outside of your comfort zone so now that you've stepped outside of your comfort zone you're comfortable in that zone, which is, you know, that's what usually happens is you have to get used to it. And so it's just kind of cool to hear about how the small group has also played a role in your faith. And so not to put words in your mouth, but like, I I feel like that's a a really cool uh, little experience and something that we've gotten to hear from you throughout this episode. And talking about small groups, um, something that I always ask people whenever they're on the podcast is who are some key people that have influenced your faith journey? So that could very well be a lot of the people that we've already talked about in this uh, in this episode, you know, the people that were in your church whenever you were growing up, some people in your small groups. So, uh, opening up that question, what are some people or who are some people that come to mind whenever you think about your faith journey and, and where you are today? 
Sure. I mean, first, I wouldn't probably be on any faith journey if my parents hadn't decided at a pretty young age it's important to take him to church and make sure that he's learning about faith-based things. Mm-hmm. And that that is something that kind of set me off on a path that, um, you know, I'd, I'm forever going to be grateful for because not everybody has that experience and, and that kind of jumpstart on an introduction to, you know, what it's like to try to uh, experience God in some way. Mm-hmm. So that's, well, more than anything, you know, my parents, they were always there to try to help uh, support us. And, and we're always very supportive in whatever roles that we wanted to get involved in, whether it be through our youth group or Sunday school or whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, uh, I had some key individuals in our church who helped me through those youth years to really understand what it was like to um, try to, you know, develop more of a faith and, and push the boundaries of, of, you know, not just showing up at church every Sunday, but actually living in a way that uh, impacted people around you. Mm-hmm. Um, and and we've um, definitely had a lot of uh, experiences. I say we, my wife and I. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife, you know, definitely one of the major players in in that arena when it comes to faith because here's this person who's always shown me um, the closest thing that I experience in from other humans to unconditional love, you know, we've, we've um, grown together and we were married at a young age and um, that just has been overall uh, a great experience because she's someone who desires to have a relationship with God and, and that encourages me uh, and pushes me to, to do the same, mm-hmm. um, which is a lot of what brought us together. Um, and then, you know, just throughout all of life's ups and downs and all the different things, um, having that person who's constant in your life, um, who really understands you in a more intimate way than anyone else really ever has, mm. um, probably one of the most significant relationships for growth as it displays to me a lot of times, you know, what that relationship with God's supposed to look like, too. So, Definitely. Um, yeah, and from there, we've had various people in our small group. Um, I mean, I could start naming names and the list would just go on and on. Um, but um, obviously, you know, Matt and Jen have been a part of our lives for a long time, and we've been attending Journey and serving alongside them for, for quite a while, too. And, um, you know, just being around people like that and, and, and just experiencing what the, the things that they go through as they're putting their faith in God um, has been just huge because you can look at that and say all right you know they're they're taking that step of faith i'll i'll make a step of faith too and definitely um so yeah it's i'm probably going to leave out a ton of people in this uh, scenario i always well, hate answering this question you but. mentioned <laughs> the vast answer of all the people in your small groups right so sure. that covers everybody that's been in your small groups yeah. rather than naming <laughs> specific people and then say hey you didn't mention me so i think that's going to be fine but uh last thing we'll wrap up with is if someone was considering taking action like like you've taken, so whether that be kind of stepping outside your comfort zone or raising your hand to ask a question or have a conversation or even um, volunteering, whatever it is that, that you've talked about and, and you've gone through in your faith journey, what kind of advice would you give to the people that are listening that have been able to take away a lot from today's episode? Uh, um, well, first, I think you... I think you, whenever you're feeling that tug to take a step of faith that you don't really want to take, if it makes it any easier, and this helps me a lot, is just first and foremost, be honest with yourself about why you don't want to take it. Mm-hmm. Or maybe 
um, just have those conversations with just you and God because you're not committing to anything other than between you and him or yourself. And if you can get down to the heart of what it is that's holding you back, um, then just hone in on that and, and start to play through the scenarios of, well, what am I, what is it costing me if I don't try this out? And then secondly, I mean, a lot of times I think that if I make a step in a certain direction that I have to be committed to that for forever. And that's not always true either. You might try something um, and it's okay to, to try something else if it doesn't work for you mm-hmm. or you didn't like it. Um, so I think there's a lot to, a lot of times people will just say, well, just get over it and you know, you got to jump in. I'm not the kind of person that does that. <laughs> I, I think through about every decision I make, 10, 15 times before I make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it drives my wife insane, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, having that freedom to be able to say, you know what, all right, all right, I'm going to try this. And, and if it doesn't work out, then we'll deal with that then. Um, that's always helped me a little bit. And what I've found is that in most cases it does work out. And it, whatever that step was that you were so afraid to take, you look back certain time down the road could be years could be months and and you think gosh i really like what if i hadn't done that and you just have to think big picture enough to stop and ask yourself that question every now and then like well what is it what's it going to cost me if i don't do this Mm -hmm. that's really good brett and i think a lot of people are going to be able to take away uh, some of the learning lessons that you've gone through through your life and your faith journey. I know that just our conversation, I feel like I've kind of learned a lot and I have some things that I can apply right now. I, I know that might sound weird, but it's like I, I've learned a lot talking to you and I know a lot of people are going to feel the same way whenever they listen to this episode. So Brett, thank you so much for sitting down and sharing your sharing your story on the Behind My Journey podcast. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind My Journey. If you or anyone that you know would like to have your journey featured on this podcast, send us an email at podcast at Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. And if this message spoke to you, please help us spread the word and share it with others. Until next time, my name is Quinn Eaton, and this has been Behind My Journey.